InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Today's teens aren't getting enough sleep. An expert says the problems include constant screen time, early school classes, and more. With the details, here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thanks, Chris. Heather Turgeon is a co-author of Generation Sleepless, Why Tweens and Teens Aren't Sleeping Enough and How We Can Help Them. And she's here to offer some wise advice to parents. Heather, in your book, you use terms like the perfect storm and the great sleep recession. Give us kind of a big picture look at how serious the sleep problem is in America today. Yeah, it is particularly bad for teenagers because they are the most sleep deprived of all of us. Of all the age groups, teenagers are suffering the most with sleep. So about 60% of adults sleep adequately on most nights, but only 10% of teenagers are sleeping adequately on most nights. So sleep really takes a nosedive in the teenage years. And sadly, the problem is getting worse and worse for them year over year. So it is really at a crisis point. From a brain development standpoint, I would think that sleep deprivation during teen years can be a serious thing long term, right? Yeah, it really can. The most salient pieces for parents and teenagers are the mental health effects and the effects on learning. So when we don't sleep well, when a teenager doesn't sleep well, the emotional parts of their brain are more active and the soothing kind of organizing parts of their brain are less active. And it really makes for, you know, you can feel more irritable. It can cause mental health issues to be exacerbated. And, you know, we tend to see the world through a more negative lens when we're sleep deprived. So skewing a little bit more towards sadness or frustration or hopelessness. So you can see where that can really impact a teenager's mental health. How much sleep is enough for a teenager? If you let a teenager sleep as much as they want, most of them will sleep something like, you know, sometimes teenagers will sleep 12 hours at a stretch because they're so sleep deprived. But once they fill up on that sleep and they're not sleep deprived anymore, they average out to about nine and a quarter hours of sleep. And that is what we consider optimal sleep. But eight hours is what we consider adequate sleep. So that's a good ballpark to go for is eight hours is adequate sleep and nine to 10 hours is optimal sleep. What are your thoughts on school start times and maybe homework as well on teenage sleep deficits? Right. Those have a big impact. High school start times should be 8.30 or later in order to accommodate for the brain clock change that comes with adolescence. So Naturally, in the brain, the clock that controls our sleep shifts about two hours later. So teenagers naturally want to go to bed and wake up later than young kids or adults. And so high school start times of 8.30 or later are basically friendly to the brain. And we want to be friendly to the brain because we want kids to learn in school. And then also limiting homework to an hour per night would be another healthy option for high schools. A lot of high schoolers will have more like three or four hours of homework a night, which is not helpful for them in a cognitive way or to their learning. Do we know how the years of pandemic lockdowns and school closings and so forth affected adolescent sleep patterns? Yes. Initially, it helped because we were, you know, a lot of high schools started a little bit later at the beginning of the pandemic and we didn't have to commute. 
So initially, high schoolers were able to sleep a little more and the stress of the morning commute and the rush was reduced. So sleep lengthened out just a little bit more and shifted later. But over time, what happened during the pandemic was more anxiety and also more screen time, which most parents know. Same thing in my house, I have a tween and a teen. Screen time went up and screen time gets in the way of sleep. So the overall impact of the pandemic seems to be that many kids are struggling more with sleep. We're talking with Heather Turgeon, the co-author of a book called Generation Sleepless, Why Tweens and Teens Aren't Sleeping Enough and How We Can Help Them. You mentioned screen time, and I think virtually every parent would admit that smartphones, social media, those are the 800-pound gorilla in the room. Mm. What can parents do to get a handle on that as a late-night problem? Yeah, it's a really big one. It's one of the biggest issues because technology is, it. first of all, it delivers a lot of light to the eyes and to the brain, which keeps us awake and suppresses sleep chemistry. But it's also very engaging and just the algorithms that we know social media is delivering and video games, they create an activation in the nervous system that just basically makes it really hard to wind down. So... It's a really tricky one, and that's why as family therapists, we have in our book a lot of conversations for parents and things to say to start setting limits around technology as a family agreement. It's not just about the kids. Most teenagers will tell us that their parents are the ones who are on their phones all the time, (laughs) and they're right, you know? So creating family agreements around screens is really helpful, and also basic routines like morning routines that get us out in the sun for five to ten minutes every morning and keep the brain clock in sync. There's a lot of practical things that families can do. Any other thoughts about parents can just simply influence a teenager's attitude towards sleep? It's true. We can't just tell teenagers what to do. Anyone who has a teenager or was a teenager, which is all of us, knows that you just can't tell a teenager, you know, you have to go to bed. The older they get, the more autonomy they need. And so it becomes less about telling them what to do and more about tapping into their self-motivation, which is possible. It's really possible to do. And then it starts with empathy and listening, really active listening to what they care about because most likely something that they care about will lead towards sleep. So whether it's their athletic performance or how they feel or their relationships, all roads lead to sleep eventually. So you can start the conversation by listening to what they care about. Are there any signs that parents can watch for that maybe are good warning signals that a teen is not getting enough sleep? Knowing that most are not, if 90% of U.S. teenagers are sleep-deprived, the odds are that most teens could use more sleep. So we do start with just counting the hours that they're sleeping. And if they're not getting eight hours a night, it's a good idea to make some changes. But then if they fall asleep in the car on the way to school, if they say that they fall asleep in class or they're almost falling asleep in class, they come home from school and fall asleep. Also sleeping in on the weekends a lot, trying to sleep in until you know 11 in the morning on a Saturday or Sunday is a really good sign that a teen is not sleeping enough during the week. You write about the five habits of happy sleepers. Maybe you can just quickly touch on those. Sure. The five habits are controlling the timing of sleep. So that would include things like not sleeping in more than one or two hours at a maximum on the weekends. 
that keeps your brain clock in sync. So having a regular schedule for teenagers, it's important to know that it's not just how much you sleep, but it's when you sleep that makes you feel healthy. So when you sleep is really important, keeping it to being basically the same schedule within an hour or two of the weekend wake-up time, within an hour or two of your weekday wake-up time is a really important one because teens tend to want to sleep in. Getting outside and getting morning sun is part of our morning routine that we help families create so that your brain gets the signal of sunlight to keep your sleep on track for the following night. That's a really important one. And then other habits have to do with extracting what we call the sleep stealers. So those are things like technology and light and all the things that keep us activated. That's really important to creating a stress-free zone, a wind-down time, and protecting what we call in the book the sleep bubble. Really good advice. Heather Turgeon, the co-author of Generation Sleepless, Why Tweens and Teens Aren't Sleeping Enough and How We Can Help Them. Heather, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you so much. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks of Chicago.